0: Jenny, you know it's time. Time? Time for what? Time for
1: She's Just (gasps) Strong.
0: Let's go. Welcome back to the show. She's Just just Strong Season 2. Brad and Jenny are bringing all of the gossip to to you.
1: Good morning. Good morning, star Aquarius. I just woke up. Yeah, you look it, but you still look good. Thank you. Yeah, your shirt tells all I need to know. Barely oh. awake. It's a polar bear wearing a scarf. Yeah. And
0: he's holding a cup of coffee. Mm hmm. And then under it, it says, Barely awake.
1: Yeah, and he's got his <laughs> eyes all squinty, but he's his tired. cheeks are still rosy. So it tells you, you know, he's probably in the Arctic yeah yeah yeah
0: he's goof. <laughs> he's a goofy guy,
1: yeah I mean, I didn't have the worst time waking up today, but I definitely um had a difficult time getting up, yeah, but I did it, and then I started reading a little, made some coffee, and all so I had a good good start, Good
0: morning, yeah. So um last night we watched the really incredible documentary called RG or RBG. Mhm. And it of course it was a um a bi- uh, biography about Ruth Bader Ginsburg made in 2018. Yeah. Um and as we all know, um she so What's the word? She tragically... Tragically, thank passed you. ...passed away. So tragically passed away this week. <clears throat> um, to further push this year into infamy. And it's the worst year of all time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you know, I think about... It is definitely an extremely shitty year, but it's like... I imagine there's got to be other years that were real bad. You know? And we just are just inside the bubble so hard for this year.
0: Yeah. That true. we're just paying a
1: lot closer attention, but
0: Yeah, I bet the year that like a lot of people um died from like the black plague. That yeah. was probably like not a great year. Yeah, it was a tough year. It was a tough year. Yeah. You guys.
1: <laughs> but it was also several years. Uh yes. I don't But like, like- the first year I bet was like Real rough, right? The first year that they knew, holy shit, there's a plague right now, and mm-hmm. it's people are like dropping like flies, like fleas, like <laughs> 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 uh-huh. um, plague joke, right? <clears throat> we can, we can, uh, we can say that, can we? <laughs> Since we're living through one, right? You know, we can say that, we can say that, you. You can say that, too, because you're living through it, too. (laughs) Anyway, whatever. If you can hear this, you can say that. If you can hear this, you can say that. Yeah. We don't um, yet have um, our podcast for the hearing impaired, but that is not something we're opposed to doing. Um, We're living and learning every day. I don't know what you're
0: talking about, so I'm going to get into this. All right,
1: then. Well, so... (laughs) Educate yourself. Okay. So, so on Friday,
0: um, we got the devastating news. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a very um, unexpected reaction to where I went and got in my bed and cried for the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, it was a surprising effect. I didn't realize how much I would be affected by the death of you know someone I don't know someone I've never met but who has been a real life hero yeah for women um and you know I was talking to you a bride about it after I got out of bed and I said we just get so few yeah of real life heroes as women sometimes and she was definitely one of them she was an American hero she was a she was definitely a Wonder Woman for us.
1: Well, I mean, you know, our previous podcast feature films that's uh, that was the whole premise mm-hmm. of that the content, you know, is that we felt more drawn to fictional um heroines because um, they were
0: more to choose from than real ones, right?
1: We didn't have a lot of actually real life yeah. ones. I mean, there are several, of course, but that's like saying, yeah you're lucky you have these. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, we are lucky we have them. That's true. But we also should have, shouldn't have to say that. We shouldn't have to say that. But anyway,
0: well, Ruth was an American hero. Mm-hmm. And this documentary was so illuminating just to, um, her life and her career and what she really did and got done in one lifetime. Yeah. Which the amount that she got done in one lifetime, it, Surpasses what any of us will ever do, probably. Yeah. <laughs> as I mean, far as um changing the trajectory of American life, yeah, for women.
1: Did I use that word right? It's trajectory. Thank
0: you. Mm-hmm.
1: But that's <laughs> that you did. You did good. I tried to do my best. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was the correct word to use, mm-hmm. but slightly mispronounced. So yeah. still,
0: but had i been maybe from a different country
1: that's true <laughs> had english been your second language no 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 i mean like maybe that's just how they pronounce it in australia oh i see cuz that's right they also speak english, english first there too sure sure i think it would be more impressive if you were english second language and i would think oh that's just an accent and it, then, but yeah. if it's Australian, maybe that's just an accent. They could say it that's like that. That's just their dialect. That's true. Yeah. Hmm. You know, food for thought. <laughs>
0: anyway. <laughs> you're, never <wrong. laughs> you're never wrong. You're never wrong.
1: You're never wrong when you try. change your geography, honey. You just gotta try. That's all we ask for. Just try. Yeah, Ruth um, was just uh, such an interesting person. A very quiet, meek-seeming, but... You know, powerful. Uh, she was so small. Teeny a, tiny. The tiniest woman. mm mm-hmm. um, But she was able to find, you know, a way to make her presence very known. Yeah. You know. Super known. Um, and was nervous just like any other person, you know, tackling these uh, immense, enormous yeah. issues. Um,
0: When she talked about what it was like to be at Harvard Law, Mm -hmm. one of nine women. Right. Um, Maybe it wasn't her. Maybe it was someone else in the documentary. I can't remember exactly whose voice was narrating this part because they were just going over these cool black and white photos Mm of um, the class that they were in in the 50s. And um, the way they described it was exactly how I imagined it would feel. You feel like a spectacle. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like everyone's watching you. You feel like you cannot fail. You feel like you have your entire gender on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but I, re- the, the spectacle thing really uh, hit me because it's like, yeah, you probably look like a fucking walking novelty. Yeah. You know, if you're one of nine women in a class of over 500 men mm-hmm. and Let's all be honest. They didn't want them to be there. They had to let them in because times were changing. Mm -hmm. And the, the Dean who asked, had all the nine women come in at one point and asked them, why do you deserve to be here when nine other men could have been here? Yeah. And that was a normal question to ask Mm -hmm. them. And it's like, why don't you flip that? Why don't you ask the 500 men here? Why they think they have the right to be here when we could have a lot more women here. Mhm. But they didn't think like that obviously. Well, and it's
1: just such a tactic cuz you know it's when when you're the person that's within the place of power and you become drunk with that as mm-hmm. straight white males have, mm-hmm. then or even straight white male presenting, that you know that's another issue too, but yeah. Anyone that is in that position They're drunk with that power And they don't want to give any of it up Not even a single drop And so the majority of the time They're looking at these women like Why are y'all, even, like, why are y'all here? Mm-hmm. I don't get why it's you would even a, want to
0: do anything like it's this It's such a gaslighty thing to do Because mm-hmm. it's like Not congratulations for being The one of nine women who made it into Harvard Law mm-hmm. But you know You should feel lucky to be here Yeah not, you deserve to be here.
1: Well, I mean, even like that young lady that was um, in uh, the military, she was in the Air Force and she wasn't getting the housing stipend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's then, what they said to her. Right. They basically said, listen, you know.
0: You're lucky the Air Force, le- you're lucky the U.S. military allows you to serve.
1: Yeah. like When it's like, no, honey, you're lucky that these people sign up. Exactly. So when I, uh, because every person in the military signs up to give their life to their country, whether Mm -hmm. they end up having to do it or not. Right. Or whether they end up in a position to where it may happen or not. Because some never see the front lines. Some never are actually in combat. Yeah. You know, they they serve without doing that the entire time. But others are right in there and make it through and some die. So Mm -hmm. it's like she still signed up for the same thing. She's mm-hmm. in the same position as all these men are. Yeah. And yet she's not receiving the same benefits, you know, it's anyway, but, and I thought that was really smart whenever the, uh, that man, you know, with his son, his mother or the mother died and his wife, the mother died in a uh, childbirth. Mm -hmm. And then he, Ruth ended up finding a way to use this case Mm -hmm. when he was trying to get the social security benefits. Right. Because
0: she was fighting for gender equality and she knew it'd be smart to take on a man's case Mm -hmm. and made the point of when, when there are, um, when there's gender discrimination, it affects all of us. Right. Yeah. Well,
1: because no people don't understand or have any empathy if it's something that they can't imagine themselves right. having to deal with.
0: And she needed to put this widower in And front even of... that
1: was a stretch, because mm-hmm. th- who knows if any of them would have even put themselves in the mind of that that young man. Yeah. And what he was having to deal with. Of
0: that young widower. Who... Yeah who didn't receive any social security because it was called a mother's benefit. Mm -hmm. And because of that title of that alone,
1: Mm -hmm. it made him not qualify. Well, right. And which initially it's like, (sighs) granted, I don't want you to not get something that you deserve purely because of a title Mm -hmm. within, you know, some kind of benefits Mm -hmm. uh, description, but it's also like the benefits description is sexist. Yeah. In general, against women. It's like, it, it only further, further plants the seed mm-hmm. that that's all you're really here for is it to also make children further want plants,
0: them. the seed that if your husband dies, You have no way of taking care of yourself, and now you are a burden of the government. Right, exactly. But guess what? You made us that way. Yeah. You didn't allow us to get equal education and equal job opportunity Mm -hmm. and equal pay. Right. So, yeah, now we are a burden of the government. Mm -hmm. It was a monster that you created. Right.
1: And, you know... Which purposefully, you know...
0: Yeah, exactly. And I just think it was funny that it was called a mother's benefit because it's like well if we're gonna if we're gonna you know pick uh if we're gonna nitpick yeah, if you will, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um
1: what is a mother that's true what is a mother what is a mother if not a caretaker yes, true, and I mean that's another gender role mm-hmm. you know it's another gender bias it's just yeah something that I don't know the impact of those of that verbiage, those words that are used in just writing a simple thing about social security. Yeah. It just makes you feel like that's your only sense of worth. That's your only sense of value. And then those women that, that don't want children, Mm -hmm. what are we, you know, like, and it's like, I don't know that I do or I don't. We're
0: burdens of the state.
1: We're burdens of the state. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I'm
0: going to get a bumper sticker that says childless burden of the state. (laughs) So, you know, this documentary, um, did a very good detailed job of like taking us through her childhood in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when she went to Cornell and met her husband who I'm sorry, he was a doll. He was a doll. Was his name Marty? Yeah, Marty. Oh, my goodness.
1: Well, and she talked about it before. Like, she was saying, you know, Cornell is uh, where you send, is, is a daughter's school. It's where you send yes, your daughters. Yes, that's where you send your daughters. So, to find
0: their husbands. Yes. Because the ratio was four men to one woman. Well, and
1: because you have to consider that. The majority of women that did even go to college, that got to or wanted to or whatever, they didn't go with the aspirations, typically, of Mm -hmm. actually building a career afterward. It was purely just Mm -hmm. a part of doing something.
0: Right. And it was a way to um, stay busy Mm -hmm. and look productive. Mm -hmm. But you're just looking for a husband because so many women dropped out once they got married. Right. Right. Um, I'm not saying that that's what a lot of them wanted to do. I'm not saying that that's what no. a lot of them, that was their goal. I'm mm-hmm. sure a lot of them, that was their goal, but for a lot of them, it was just kind of what was expected. Right. Well, and and that's what had Ruth they said. wanted to finish college after being married, um, they
1: would have been looked at like, they why you got what you needed out of this. This yes. was, you have everything you're supposed to have now. Yeah. Why would you want more than this? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, Ruth was saying that, too, where it's like, I think she said it was, how many did you say? Was it uh, four men to every woman, I Mm -hmm. think? Yeah. And she was like, um, so it was basically like, if your daughter went to Cornell and didn't leave with a husband, then she was. (laughs) A lost one. (laughs) A lost cause. A lost cause. She was not (laughs) going to do it. And I was like, man, I mean, as much as that's a sad, some sad shit to say, Mm -hmm. it's I get it. That's true. Cause it's like, girl, that's it kind of, you know what it made me think about? (laughs) What? It kind of made me think about how like, um, in Sex in the City, mm-hmm. it's the opposite. Where it's like for every man, there's like however many women, mm-hmm. and so it's like almost impossible right. to really like find a guy that's worth anything or interesting enough or like that you really want to actually be with for long term. Yeah, it's just funny to think about that juxtaposition in- of
0: Cornell in oh, the fifties versus Manhattan in the nineties, exactly.
1: In <laughs> early two thousands, there or should be yeah. more studies about that. <laughs> should be, I think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Um,
0: While she was at Harvard Law, she actually had a baby. Mm-hmm. She was taking care of her
1: child and her husband because he was sick. Oh, right. Oh, I was going to say one more thing about uh, her at Harvard. Mm-hmm. Uh, was she, com- uh, or I'm sorry, actually, I think that was, was it, Cor- it was Cornell.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She went to Cornell first. That's where she met Marty. Mm-hmm. And then she went to Harvard and then she went to Columbia. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, anyway, whenever she was there and she had met uh, Marty, but she also commented on the other women and how few there were, but how they really dumbed themselves down so much Mm -hmm. that they were all so very smart. Yeah. But they pretended they were not because they thought... Mm-hmm. That was the only way to really secure. Her. and she she made that comparison that meeting Marty, he was absolutely not like that. Yeah. He was only that much more invigorated by her how, intelligence. Yeah, and he was the first, um, the first boy that she ever met. That actually wanted to know what she thought and, like, cared that she had a brain and that she was smart and that that was important to him. I'm still looking for that.
0: For real, though.
1: (laughs) That's still a thing.
0: where are the Martys now?
1: (laughs) That aren't threatened by a woman. Yeah. That it's like, why can't... I don't know. It's just... It's so frustrating. A lot of this was very frustrating to watch, but it was still very well done. Mm -hmm. It's just like... And we're, we're a marginalized group, yes, but not the most marginalized no. by any means at all. So it's like, I, I see it as a gift in certain lights because it helps me to feel empathy for those that are so very marginalized in our country. Yeah. And... I don't know. I hate it, but I also am glad about it in a way. But I definitely still want it to be different. I want it to change and be better. But anyway, so yeah, she did have, she had a child uh, right before she went into law school, I believe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so she describes her
0: days as going to school in the morning, Mm -hmm. um, studying vigorously with the most concentration. Yes. And then coming home, being able to completely turn that off and be super present with her child from yeah. four PM till when her child went to sleep. And she describes those moments with her kid as very relieving mm-hmm. because she was able to um forget about the stresses of law school. Yeah. And I was I was so in awe of that statement because I just thought about had I had I been in her position of like leaving Law school and going to, uh, back home to relieve the babysitter and take care of my Mm -hmm. child. I feel like all day at law school, I would be thinking about, I'm not with my kid. Mm -hmm. And all day with my kid, I would be thinking about, I'm not studying. Yeah. And I just would be teetering back and forth of always feeling guilty of one or the other. Oh, and
1: I'm sure she did the same thing. I don't Mm -hmm. doubt that she probably did. Um, but I'll tell you. Knowing you mm-hmm. and knowing myself, mm-hmm. as much as I know you say those things, and it's not wrong, it's probably very close to true, mm-hmm. I think that what she was doing and compartmentalizing that stuff and yeah. using it as a tool of upliftment for herself, yeah, I saw a lot of you in that. I saw a lot of that kind of crafty ability to take something that would normally on the outside feel very negative and very difficult to do, Mm -hmm. um, but to make it something like just a positive stepping stone for yourself. Mm -hmm. Because you're very good at that. You're very good at seeing something and how it can benefit everyone and primarily yourself too, but this is an extension of you, your child. But it's like, I'm going to go and be a kid with her Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to let that be the thing that I dread. I'm going to let that be the thing that pushes me further and helps me say, this is a release for me. This is going to make me feel energized, rejuvenated. So that way when I go back tomorrow and I'm doing the other thing I love, which is law, mm-hmm. I'm going to put my everything into it. Cause now I'm filled back up. Yeah. You know, it made me, it did make me think a lot about how, you know, the way that your brain kind of thinks. Yeah. It's hard to
0: compartmentalize because eventually at least for me it it all kind of runneth runneth over eventually mm-hmm. but i just admired that so much when oh, i saw yeah. that i was like holy shit she just like turns it off there and turns it on there yeah. like she and it was like what you were saying she's very um uh straightforward no funny business person. Mm-hmm. They, the people in the documentary commented on, um,
1: never any small, talk.
0: never made small talk. It yeah. wasn't about the niceties. She and just... they didn't
1: say that in a bad way. They no. never said it in a, because a lot of times they do when mm-hmm. they say it about women. Mm-hmm. It's usually a very negative like, derogatory way, but they all said it in such an endearing way. Yes. And I was like, Oh, and it made you kind of look at it differently than the way we normally hear that said. Yes. You know? Yeah. So I didn't mean to interrupt you though.
0: No, no, no. I thought that was really cool too. Was yeah. just that like,
1: she's able to be
0: this, um, this all business, mm-hmm. no funny business yeah, <laughs> kind of woman and still so respected.
1: Like she had some kind of magical power. And I mean, they still said some shitty things about her and still acted like she mm-hmm. was some kind of Dragon lady monster, or whatever, but yeah, they say that about every woman in power, no matter what. But she, yeah, you can tell, was still, even though they said that stuff, it's like they said it because it was a part of the script, yeah, they just didn't know any better than to say it, yeah. But that they really didn't feel that way about her because mm-hmm. I think that her small stature mm-hmm. and her seemingly unintimidating way mm-hmm. was, um, it benefited it, her it a lot, a lot in her fit. And she learned a lot from her mother. She talked about that all the time, how, you know, her mother would uh, coach her into, you don't say anything out of anger. You know, you have to make sure that whenever you respond to something, cause that only, um, diminishes your argument. It doesn't make you seem more important. It doesn't make you seem more knowledgeable. Yeah, it just makes you seem never right yell. At. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is good advice. No, it is. And, you know, within my work within the psychiatric field, that's something I had to learn very mm-hmm. quickly that yelling at someone d- does not help it. Mm-mm. The The quieter uh, you speak, the more calmly you speak, the more you draw a person in to actually yeah. hear because it plants a seed of them wanting to know what it is. Yeah. It, it, it's it's You can't help yourself. You want to know.
0: True. <laughs> So, once she you know was a practicing lawyer, mm-hmm. um she got really interested in like the women's live movement and like wanted to kind of engulf herself in what can I do to help
1: women as mm-hmm. a lawyer now? yeah,
0: um because well, and I mean,
1: it's it, I think it's it doesn't injustice not to comment on the fact that when she initi- when she graduated and was attempting to get a job, she couldn't get one anywhere because mm-hmm. no one hired women, yeah,
0: and that's kind of what ignited her mm-hmm. was like. Well, if me, a Harvard Law graduate, can't get a fucking job. Someone who was on the Law
1: Review, the only woman Mm -hmm. on the Law Review, which I'll be honest with you, don't know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a big deal. But it sounds like a big deal to be on the Harvard Law Review. I'll tell you who else. Marty said it was a big deal, and I believe him. Because he's a man. Because he's a man. (laughs) He said, Ruth's going to yeah. be on the law review. My wife will be yeah. on the law review. I know it. And by God, she sure was. Which I, which said that you had to be in the top 25% mm-hmm. academically within the school. Yeah. And which is very difficult <laughs> to do, I would imagine. I
0: would imagine at Harvard Law. <laughs> at Harvard Law. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you, as somebody who did do it. Yeah. El Woods. Uh,
1: that is also true. You know, another good comparison... To Ruth. But a fictional hero, nonetheless. Yeah, of course. L. Woods. L. Woods. Somebody small in stature. Also one that didn't use uh, loud intimidation tactics. She used Mm -hmm. the calming ability to make arguments that were sound Mm -hmm. and drew you in to listen. Mm -hmm. And then you realized, holy shit, she's right. Yeah. Boom. You know what? What if that movie... Is about... Is really about Ruth, Ruth Bader, Bader Ginsburg. Ginsburg. I don't know. You're crazy, <laughs> Jenny. Oh no, girl. That's... that's I, heard, I heard that she was an
0: executive producer, though. Oh,
1: really? Okay. She was a
0: creative director of Legally Blonde.
1: Right. Yeah. I think she was an on, uh, on-set expert, from yeah. what I understand. Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool.
0: Reese shadowed her a lot.
1: Uh. Huh. Yeah. So, small facts, you know, yeah. little known facts. After
0: um, experiencing such gender equality, she was like, this is what I'm interested in now. Mm-hmm. I want to help women. Yeah, And she became friends with Gloria Steinem. Yeah. She um, started getting really interested in taking cases, this is before she was on the Supreme Court, but taking right. cases to the Supreme Court that she could help women with. Mm-hmm. And there were really interesting ones that, sh- that were listed in the documentary were like, we were talking about earlier, that woman who was in the air force mm-hmm. who was not getting a housing stipend. Yeah. But everyone else around her was right. because they assumed, I guess that
1: her husband was working. So why would she need that? Right. Um, that's a breadwinner thing. That's not, mm-hmm. and, and it's like, no, it's a benefit of the military that I signed up for and I deserve just like everyone else in here. Yeah. And so. they
0: told her you're lucky to even be here. Right. Which, fuck you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, you're lucky that I'm here. Yeah,
1: first and foremost, fuck you. Well, I mean... Oh, go ahead. uh, No, 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 you go ahead.
0: Oh, one of the more interesting ones later on was um, the lady who worked at Goodyear Mm -hmm. who found out that... Yeah,
1: Ledbetter, I believe her last name was. Yes,
0: that four of her male counterparts
1: were... I think they making were making 40% more, more than her, which was average. That was normal. That was absolutely average. Yeah. My mother used to have a lot of those same issues. And I'm, she, cause she was supervisor, mm-hmm. um, at a, a, space and sensors division. Um, it was a, a place that made stuff for NASA and all kinds of different military things or whatever. It was a pretty yeah. cool job, but she eventually became a supervisor mm-hmm. and a big part of her grievances were she knew for a fact She was making exponentially less mm-hmm. Than the male supervisors yeah. And doing sometimes way more than they were mm-hmm. And expected of way more than they were But she was also paid less before I, I've been paid less plenty of times Than my male counterparts mm-hmm. And it's infuriated me Yeah, You know, and that's modern day That's not something from, you know The 70s or the 80s or no, the It's still an issue Still It's still, going
0: it's on still something we haven't
1: tackled But anyway, it's getting better
0: Sure and because of Ruth.
1: hmm Right.
0: This is, like, this is the part of the documentary where they really show that, like, as she was going to present these cases to these, you know, this room full of men mm-hmm. who have never even thought about gender equality, can't even wrap their head around mm-hmm. why a woman would complain about something. mm mm-hmm. um, She would, in that very calm and direct way, illuminate these yeah. men. And she... Did. Yeah. She would with one she said with one swift motion mm-hmm. convince a room full of men, Oh wait, this does exist and we need to vote in
1: a uh, in a way that benefits mm-hmm. both genders. Well and she was steadfast. She she was mm-hmm. very persistent and she believed very strongly about her point of view and she knew that she was doing the right thing and yeah. she didn't lose steam on it whereas you know as as a woman in the fe- in the field of law and uh, she took the right cases
0: mm-hmm.
1: she took a lot of cases she was
0: very smart that
1: yes she took a lot of cases that were very um, clear that these are she, she's like listen I need cases that I'm gonna win Because if I don't have cases I'm going to win, it's not going to make any difference anyway. Mm -hmm. It'll just push us further, further behind. And that's the game that every lawyer has to play. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Because whenever you win a case... That's why they do all those cases where it's like, well, if I'm citing uh blank versus blank, mm-hmm. then this is the precedence for what's happening here. So we have to consider this ruling that happened in 1973 mm-hmm. can help us to understand how we can consider the ruling for this case today. Yeah. And so all that work, its it's the long game. Mm-hmm. it's the bigger picture that's and she why it's was, so important
0: to win yeah she was so very good can... at thinking of the long game Yes.
1: yeah it wasn't just about what was she was like no i'm looking at generations
0: mm-hmm. not
1: just something that will help me today granted yeah. it will but mm-hmm. i want it to help someone in a hundred years yeah you know
0: no she was just she was so good at just talking to this room full of I don't want to say idiots because they're not idiots, but clueless men Mm -hmm. when it came to the subjects she was talking about. Yeah. And actually educated people and changed people's minds. And that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, The impact of that, you're right, is for generations. Mm
1: -hmm. It's things that are written down, things that are placed into acting law. Mm Mm-hmm that can be cited and that is a vehicle for someone to find the next thing yeah. that's going to push into making things more equal. Um, well, there was a point that was made, too, when when she was talking about um, jury selection mm-hmm. and how... Um, it's typical that male jurors are selected across the board as opposed to female jurors and to decline jurors based on that gender bias. Mm -hmm. Then one of the judges, when she was arguing with that was saying, well, but that's, I thought we've already decided that uh, men and women in essence are equal in the same. Mm -hmm. And so therefore what difference does it make if, it's an all male jury. Wouldn't that in essence be a jury of your peers using Mm -hmm. that? And she said, I don't know that to be true.
0: No, she, she laughed because he was like trying to fuck her up.
1: No, I know. But she was like, I don't know that theory to be true. Oh, that's right.
0: And she (laughs) chuckled while she said it. And then later they were like, how were you able to keep your composure when Uh they were talking to you like that? Right, And that's when she kind of went into, because I know that if I blew up, then everything was over. Right, But, Had that been me Mm -hmm. and that motherfucker had said that, Mm -hmm. I would have wanted to rip his eyes out. I would have been like, you fucking know we're not the same.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, even though this is, it's going to be seemingly unrelated, but I think that that type of mindset that Ruth was referring to is very similar to our past episode when we were talking about Big Brother, mm-hmm. specifically about Devon and about Bailey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those are two black women on top of everything else. Mm-hmm. And the idea of... Uh, a bitter black woman exposed mm-hmm. is it's a whole mindset Yeah. to say that, Oh, th- just th- that's what Christmas keeps saying. That's the day bond I've been waiting on. Mm-hmm. That's the one that I, that I knew was going to come up. That's the one that did blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it's like, girl, any person who is pushed to a point of anger and rightfully so feeling these deep emotions about a, a very personal issue whether you see it or not is just in them being upset exploding and reacting and reacting
0: but Ruth was so good at not reacting right
1: and so but that's Devon also yeah. is very good at not oh, reacting oh yeah absolutely because that's something that she has to carry constantly and say I don't want to be the person that they that you think I that am that you think I am because you'll I'm not. use it against me yes Cause I'm not that person, yeah. but I'm also a human that's going to get upset. Yeah. And Ruth did too. Ruth's gotten upset before, but she's done very well to try her best. She knew that on her shoulders mm-hmm. was an entire gender. Was an
0: entire gender. And you yeah. know,
1: and uh, like on Devon's shoulders or on Bailey's shoulders, mm-hmm. it's an entire gender and it's an entire, I'm going to say air quotes race mm-hmm. because it's not, you know, race is a construct. It's yes. not really, a, but whatever. won't get into that.
0: Well, um, 1993. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Good year for Ruth. Good year for Ruth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) She was appointed to the Supreme Court by Mm -hmm. Bill Clinton. Marty campaigned for her so hard. It was so
1: sweet. Well, they said she was on a long... She wasn't even on a list, I don't think, at the time. You know, and he said, oh, no, this this is not going to be what this is. Period.
0: It's it's gonna be my baby. It's Ruth. gonna be
1: my baby Ruth. Okay, <laughs> did you and see it, what I did there. Uh, you did. I heard <laughs> that candy bar.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be my baby Ruth. My baby Ruth. Oh, should we call that?
1: Oh, that's cute. Babe or Ruth. Babe Ruth. That's cute.
0: That's, uh, baseball player.
1: Wait a minute. Is the candy bar so the candy bar is Baby Ruth? Yeah. And then the baseball player is Babe Ruth. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah I gotta look that up Or do we just say Baby Ruth for the candy bar But it really is Babe Ruth
0: I don't know uh, I'm so far in a hole right now That I can't remember Guys Anything
1: anymore We're gonna find this out I know
0: it's gonna kill It's Baby you. Ruth And then what's okay. the one with um? What's the one with no chocolate No chocolate There's like two candy Oh bars. Payday Payday Yeah A Payday is a Baby Ruth with no chocolate No Absolutely um uh, you think so? I know so. Tell me please. Explain okay. it to me. I'm not going to because I have some other points uh-huh. about.
1: Well, good job. You know what? That was an example of not being baited into a conversation you did. I got about 4 minutes want. to
0: wrap this up. What? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, uh, she was originally kind of like a moderate on the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. but then when Bush came into office, had to replace some folks, she became a fast liberal on, right. the, on the Supreme court. Right. And one of the first things that she got to vote on mm-hmm. that was specifically for gender equality was the um, VMI vote oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. to allow women into the Virginia military, military Institute. Institute. And while I was watching that, I, the most, what kept just ringing in my head was like, if you want an all male school, fine, but guess what? It can't be state funded. hmm. You cannot take government money and not uphold the Constitution. That's true. That so, is honey, true. if you want to have an all male school where uh, you and your little uh, little butt boys, little 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 uh,
1: little dick friends get to scream at each other and yeah. do push ups all day, whatever, fund level, it yourself. Whatever level of intimacy that you get out of that type <laughs> of exchange, yeah. have at it. Whatever. Yeah. If wrestling's hugging for you, great. Yeah. Have somebody fund that outside of this. Yeah. Get a private donor. Get a private donor. You don't get to take state money. Boom. But then again, you have for a long time. So since you've gotten your fill out of the state piggy bank, Mm -hmm. you know what? You're lucky you got it as long as you did. How about we reverse that shit onto you? Now you're going to get the thing that's right, mm-hmm. which is women coming in there and doing their very best. If they succeed, they do. Yeah. If they fail, they do. Just like all the mother dumbasses that come in there. Exactly. And get out, and they're men. But nobody cares because yeah. they're men.
0: And then she got to go and speak 20 years later at the mm-hmm. graduation I know. ceremony.
1: And a lot of the initial women that were brought in early on were there to yeah. witness that. That was a beautiful was so moment.
0: Cool. It was. That was, I mean, I don't care how you feel about the military or how you feel about military schools like that. That's fucking cool. It is cool. It's really cool that she got to go there 20 years later after making the deciding vote to allow women into that school. And then they got to sit in an audience Mm -hmm. and watch her. And just that must have felt like magic to be in that room that night. Well,
1: I mean, just like how, you know, we were feeling about this superhero Mm -hmm. and it's like. They got to see the superhero. I know. My friend Brittany got to see her in person. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Brittany loves her. Well, you know what it made me, the VMI situation, uh, it put me, it made me think a lot about another really important hero. uh, And that's uh, G.I. Jane. She was in a similar position. You know,
0: I'm going to admit, I don't think I've seen that
1: movie. I know you haven't. And it's real, it's terrible. Looks terrible But But I still want to watch it Oh I still want to watch it Oh my god it's so good It's one of my favorites I love it
0: I want to see it For the one reason alone That Demi Moore Looks good with a shaved head she does. Like, hello. It was,
1: a, and it's a cool scene when she buzzes all her hair off and yeah. stuff. But I mean, she's also, she's like the only female in Navy SEALs and That's, they give her yeah. a lot of shit for it. Mm-hmm. And she keeps, keeps pushing, pushing, pushing. Yeah. And everybody around her is acting like she's crazy to keep going with this and why is she even there anyway and blah, blah, blah. So it's, as much as I'm being silly with that, it mm-hmm. is still a very similar type of yeah storyline, but a fictional hero, you mm-hmm. know?
0: Anyway, that's really cool. Yeah, I do want to watch that. So, you know, Ruth became super famous in pop culture oh, because yeah. she would submit all these dissents. Mm-hmm. And every time she would submit one, um, the notorious RBG Tumblr blog would yeah. blog about her. The memes started becoming mm-hmm. fire. Um, <laughs> SNL was, was, you know, F- all over. Kate McKinnon yeah. was always doing her. Mm hmm. She became um, one of the very few people who uh, gets to cross over from politics into pop culture.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh,
0: Which it, several it's...
1: have, but not in the positive light. Right. That she did. Because right. like an example of like Ross Perot <laughs> yeah. kind of became an uh, like pop, pop iconography, but mm-hmm. it wasn't in a good way. But there's a, they make fun of every presidential candidate or every president or whatever, a lot of political figures. But she came in like a really positive, cool way.
0: She was a badass. She yeah. was a complete rock star. She she gets people excited. Mm-hmm. Like people would go to her speeches or her lectures and be shaking to meet her.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: Be fangirling. And honestly, I would fangirl over her because she fucking deserves it. She sure does. Honey, I would be smiling from ear to ear if I had ever had the honor Mm -hmm. of meeting Justice Ruth. Absolutely. And
1: thank goodness she was appointed and nominated and whichever else. But I mean, because a lot of people were acting like she was too old to be put in because I mean, she was in her early 60s. And I thought, you know what? I would be interested to know. All of the men mm-hmm. that were appointed, nominated... Because they all looked white-haired. They look old as hell. And old. At least 60. And that's she yeah. was exactly 60 that year. She was yeah. born in 1933. Yeah. Appointed or, or nominated in 1993 and appointed mm-hmm. there shortly after. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know you guys were. And I do want, before we do conclude here shortly, mm-hmm. I thought it was a very poignant uh remark when she was asked about when will she ever be satisfied of how many women mm-hmm. are appointed as supreme court justices mm-hmm. and when she said i'll be satisfied when there are 9 yeah and everyone looked at her like she was insane and she said but no one questions all of the years there were 9 men mm-hmm. or any of the time when there were mm-hmm. and so that's what makes needs to make you think yeah about gender bias and gender inequality yeah. That's an, in itself an example I know so. Makes me want to cry again
0: Her impact will live on Forever mm-hmm. <laughs> As long as the human race does yeah. <laughs> As long as the United States of America exists mm-hmm. Her impact will exist
1: Yeah. She, so. will, she will live on Her spirit will live on Within every, every young woman That has enough sense to know that she's a hero You know And to mm-hmm. act every day and give their best to the movement. And that's
0: why we're going to end this podcast by saying, please register to vote. Yes. Please go vote. Yes. Um, I know that it has been a really hard four years, Mm -hmm. especially for the people who it's actually been hard for. Yes. Um, But we can be hope deficient without being hopeless. Yes. And so let's all do our part and let's honor Ruth. Let's honor everybody who lost their lives for the right to vote. Mm-hmm. Let's, um, let's not give up yeah. hope. And then. we can
1: still guard our hearts mm-hmm. while still giving it. Yeah. Cause I think that it's important to have love and mm-hmm. care and empathy for others. But while also realizing that there is a high chance that we will feel devastated again by the outcome I do not want that to be the case. Mm-hmm. I really hope that. Well, but be, if voter turnout is high, yeah, we win. That's right. That's right. When when we go out and vote, we win. Yeah. Those of you that are out there saying I won't vote because I don't like Biden is still a vote against it's, progress. A, it's, it's a, a vote, vote for, for Trump. Trump. So whatever, do your get out there and do it anyway. I don't. I mean, yeah. I know that we have two
0: shitty options, but one is exponentially shittier than the other. Absolutely, One actually hurts a lot more people.
1: Mm -hmm. Whether you want to leave it or not, it's true. Quit fucking around, y'all. Quit fucking around. (laughs) Go vote. Register to vote while you still have a damn chance to do that before they say you don't have enough time to do it. Cut
0: off is in October for most states, but the day varies.
1: And if you haven't asked for your um, absentee ballot, those of you, then I don't even know if you're able to do that anymore either. But if you can, get out there and do it. Google it. We are a smartphone and a laptop, internet, Mm -hmm. uh, capable generation. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. Period. We love you. Love you too. (laughs) (laughs) Did you say you love me too? Yeah. (laughs) You know, like when you're at the restaurant that's all right well have, uh, what is it whatever the, the i say enjoy your meal enjoy your meal and, and then, then you, you say
0: you, you too. too to the server yeah
1: <laughs> all right my babies we'll see you next time episode we... two went off without a hitch rbg forever rest right. in power baby rest in power bye bye
0: this was jenny and bright on their hottest podcast yet she's just drunk thank y'all for listening Remember to follow us on Instagram to see when new episodes post at shesjustdrunk.podcast. podcast. Please like, subscribe, comment, and leave us a review on whichever streaming service you're listening to us today.